This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for what is our Arsenal transfer show. A sniffly one. I'm going to be very honest. It has finally reached me. That's something that I'm sure a lot of you in the UK uh, have been experiencing over the last couple of weeks. There is a bug going around. In fact, I think there's a number of bugs. And I think they've found a way to fly because they are infecting absolutely everybody. <laughs> and everyone's seemingly getting this winter cold. I know it comes around every year, but it's finally got to me. And uh, this is going to be a struggle, this show, actually, uh, if I'm honest. I'm going to try and put the brave face on. I'm going to try and keep the sniffling to a minimum and certainly be utilising my mute button as much as possible. But if you do hear anything, I like to apologise in advance. Uh, and, of course, uh, I will do my best and endeavour to to keep you uh, as, as away from that as I can. Don't worry. I don't think it's managed to work its way into the internet systems just yet. So you're safe. Um, but uh, yeah, do bear with me because uh, I am not on top form uh, today. But thank you to everyone that's tuned in. It's very much appreciated. Uh, morning to Matt G, to Pam, to Derek, to Damien. Good morning to Blackshine, to Paul, Old Dave, NSWR, Silky, Lars, Orwale. Uh, we've got Rich and Maximius and Mark and Barry, Temi, John, Old Dave, Jose, Louis. Uh, we've got Johnny and Stephen and Franklin, Tony. Thank you to all of you for tuning in very very kind of you indeed thank you for continuing to support the channel um it is this community is absolutely everything to me um so thank you for those that continue to do so um there's going to be some changes um in the brand new year i'm expecting um and the channel is going to benefit significantly from these changes i can't wait to explain to you what that is and why that is and what changes are going to be going on that is going to make hopefully your listening experience to this even better and more frequent as well. Um, but I do want to tell you as well that this evening I'll be joined um, by guests at five o'clock UK time. James Green will be returning Sky reporter for a good chat about the Arsenal, uh, a chat ahead of Liverpool, of course, and where we kind of stand in the world of football as a club as well. So uh, make sure you set your alarms for 5pm UK time for that one. So that's going to be 
very exciting indeed. Right, uh, let's crack on with today's story, shall we? We should probably start uh, with yesterday's managerial news. Steve Cooper sacked as head coach of Nottingham Forest, one of the uh, earlier uh, managerial, uh, what's the word, victims, I suppose, uh, of the managerial merry-go-round. We saw Heckenbottom sacked as Sheffield United boss. Now we're seeing Nottingham Forest move on from their own head coach. Um, and Nuno Tavares, as we talked about yesterday and yesterday's show, you know, has been very frustrated with a lack of minutes. Nuno Espirito Santo, the Portuguese coach, is uh, joining the club, or at least we expect him to be uh, joining the club very soon. He's in Nottingham holding talks over being appointed, to my understanding. And um, he could be the the, the manager to, uh, to maybe revive the career, if you like, of Nuno Tavares, a compatriot. There's maybe a better chemistry, perhaps, between those two. So let's wait and see um, if indeed he is given the opportunity to play and uh, if Arsenal's potential buy option uh, is saved. £12 million is what we're expected to get from a buy option in that deal. If not, Arsenal may have to make a decision about the players' future. The League Cup quarterfinals took place yesterday. Uh, there is one more to take place. Liverpool-West Ham, of course, tonight. Liverpool play against Arsenal on Saturday. So we'll only have two ga- two days uh, gap between, of course, this game tonight and Arsenal's visit to Anfield. Um, last night's games had plenty of drama. Two penalty shootouts. Newcastle United looked to be heading into the semi-finals uh, relatively comfortably until Kieran Trippier made not just one, but two huge mistakes. The first one, of course, a poor touch, allowing Mihailo Mudrik in the 92nd minute to score um, in rather dramatic fashion. And then, of course, he missed his penalty, which allowed Chelsea to go through perfectly with their own spot kicks into a League Cup semi-final. Um, Liverpool remain very much the favourites for the competition. Arsenal, of course, eliminated by West Ham uh, a fair few weeks ago now. And I do still think that um, I do still think certainly that Chelsea will not win this tournament. I'm very fortunate to to get that result yesterday, but uh, certainly Liverpool will be looking at this as a huge opportunity now to win. Not only that, but uh, Fulham get into the semi-finals as well. They beat Everton at Goodison Park on penalties as well, and Middlesbrough beating Port Vale three 0 to reach the semi-finals. Also, of course, all the Premier League teams will be hoping that Middlesbrough will be the team that they are lining up against. But it was a comprehensive win against Paul Vale, um, so maybe people should not underestimate Barra at all. Uh, Xhaka has opened up about his time leaving Arsenal in a fantastic interview with The Athletic, which I recommend that you read in its entirety. He talked about how he's changed since leaving Arsenal. He says, I'm different. My mentality is completely different. I'm much calmer. Uh, there's much, much more clarity and deliberation in my game. I knew... Uh, I know when to push and I know when to fall back. I know when to speed up the game and when to slow it down. When I was younger, there were many yellow cards and red cards and it was the same um, It was the same at the, the beginning in England. Experience teaches you that you don't always have to go for the risky tackle. You can keep running with the player. You don't have to go down all the time. I've made a huge step forward in the way that I approach games. Uh, he also spoke very, very kind of openly um, about the respect that he felt was lacking at Arsenal at the point in which he nearly left the club. Um, He spoke to Mikel Arteta about staying. 
um, when he had that incident with Unai Emery and the losing of the captaincy against Crystal Palace. Um, he says, I had many black days sitting in my hotel for away games, realising what had happened. I was completely devastated. The club showed me little respect, even though I was the captain. It was clear they wanted to get rid of me as quickly as possible, apart from one person, Mikel Arteta. When I met him for the first time, my bags were already packed and I was all about to hop on a plane. With my heart and soul, I had already left the club. I said to him, the solution is for me to go. Mikel told me he wanted me to stay. Even then, Jack had, Jack's dad insisted his son should move. For the first time ever, he told me to run away. Um, he says, um, but he says, I could not imagine myself playing for Arsenal again. I said to him, I just want to be somewhere the fans don't boo me. But he was so convincing for the first time in my life, I took a decision without taking or talking to my family first. Um, I got up and said, okay, I'll stay. We embraced. And from that day on, I returned to training and it was like nothing ever happened. A real amazing story, in all honesty. Um, I know that Granite Xhaka is not everybody's cup of tea. You know, I know that he is not going to be fondly remembered by all. Um, and that's okay. You can have your opinions. Um, you can have your views on Granite Xhaka and that's fine. But I think that this story, what it tells you is the type of person that Mikel Arteta is as well. And I think it tells you how he is as a person, how he is with his players and how convincing he can be, which can be, which will, and, and I assume will stand us in good stead when it comes to discussing potential um, incomings. And I think that has been reflected in the players that Arsenal have managed to sign. You know, I imagine that Kai Havertz, if you think about him for a moment, being, you know, really uh, talked about in such scathing terms by fellow Chelsea supporters, would he really want to move to another English team? Well, Real Madrid were keen and Bayern Munich were keen, but Mikel Arteta convinced Havertz was this was the place for him. Declan Rice had interest in Manchester City. Could have guaranteed him trophies, guaranteed him uh, a title race, guaranteed him a run at the Champions League, but he's chosen Arsenal. Mikel Arteta was a huge part of that. Whether you rate our manager or not, one thing that is not even debatable at this point is the manager's character, his, how he commands respect from his players and how his players think about him uh, if indeed they are willing to give 100%. It's not always been easy. And certainly players like Matteo Genduzzi and Pierre Mekabamyang have certainly stood as examples. If you don't fall in line, if you don't respect the coach, if you don't respect the club, then sadly you will not be um, in a position to, to continue. But if you're a fighter, and I think that Granit Xhaka always, um, despite the incident which we saw, and I for one understand his reaction, I don't agree with how he responded, but I certainly empathise and understand with why he reacted the way he did against Crystal Palace, for, which for some was the end of their time supporting him. But no Arsenal player deserves to be booed ever, uh, in my opinion. It's not what a supporter does. The clue is in the word. You support players through the ups and the downs. You can be critical and in private and, you know, without maybe talking publicly on social media and tagging them in posts that you can be, you can say what you want to a degree. But when it comes to being public, you can be critical, but there's a line and you don't cross that. And I think it was crossed with Granite Xhaka um, number, a number of times, especially with his family as well. But a really good interview on The Athletic. I recommend you go and read it in its entirety. Uh, according to Simon Collings, uh, despite links with Jakob Kivior to Napoli and to, uh, we've seen Milan also interested in him as well. Despite these links, Arsenal will resist any attempts to try and sign the Polish international, um, which I think is a good thing. I think Arsenal certainly need to keep hold of Jakob Kivior. He's good depth for the squad. He's got potential. I think he's shown some real promise. 
Um, and unless Arsenal get a very significant uh, bid for the player, I'll be very surprised indeed if he was to go. Um, the Bournemouth owner, Bill Folia, said that the door to signing Dominic Solanke and any other players is uh, who are performing really well is both closed and bolted shut. Um, Bill Foley speaking to, I think it was BBC Radio Solent, um, about the potential of exits in January. We know that Arsenal hold an interest in Solanke. That interest, I certainly can confirm, is real. I've done some chasing up on this in the last couple of weeks. That interest is certainly um, it exists. Um, whether or not he's the primary uh, is, is a different question, but Arsenal's interest in Solanke is certainly there and does exist as a player that they are keen and impressed by. However, um, the uh, the idea of signing him in January appears to be, at least for the moment, it, it appears to be a tricky one. So I don't think it's going to happen in January. As I've said a number of times, I'll be very surprised if Arsenal do land a striker in January, but it is one that will continue to be looked towards the summer. And maybe then we will see... Um, Maybe then we'll see Solanke as one of the options that is approached. And speaking of strikers in our headline story, uh, Brentford director Lee Dykes saying that a decent transfer fee is what is needed for Ivan Tony. So not a Tony is not for sale. It is a if he is to leave, they would need a significant transfer fee to convince them to tempt them into selling Ivan Tony. Um, we've talked about strikers at length. I've talked about Ivan Tony and my thoughts around whether or not he's the right player for Arsenal to go for at length. So I don't need to go into too much more detail on that. Um, but regarding the transfer fee and what that might be, I can't imagine it would be any less than 50, 60 million, perhaps even more than that. Um, I've seen suggestions of 80 million pounds brought up before. His contract does expire in 2024, and there is question marks about his match fitness, of course, having not played so far at all this season. Uh, however, he has been keeping himself fit. He's not been injured, so that is obviously something to consider. And he has been, I think, involved in a couple of friendly, non-competitive games um, that he has been able to take part in. So he is, to a degree, you know, in a better position than perhaps players that who are injured for this amount of time would be. But the situation continues to be very fluid and open. But we'll keep you up to date with anything on this, as I have maintained, despite him not being my personal pick. Any player that Mikel Arteta deems the right player to join Arsenal, I'm going to be backing and supporting and hoping that they succeed. And ultimately, in the case of Tony, prove me wrong. Right, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. Oh, I'll tell you what, there's nothing quite like a good cup of tea when you're not feeling your best. I'm not going to go ASMR on you and, and do some slurping noises, but uh, goodness me, I can tell you, and I can confirm to those listening on Spotify without the audio, a cup of tea is, is quite the one when you're not feeling 100% as I am not this morning. Um, shall we jump into the chat and tackle some of your questions? Throw them at me. Uh, if you've got any questions about anything, um, throw them in. Well, I mean, to a degree, I'm not qualified to discuss kind of the, the meaning of life, but... Uh, to a degree, you can throw as many questions as you like. Um, if you haven't already, of course, dropped a like on the video, please do. And subscribe to the channel. We uh, hit 53,000 subscribers recently, and we're already on our way to 54, uh, which is crazy. So thank you for those that continue to support always. Um, let's go to... Boom, 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 boom. Uh, JP says, Solanke is a depressing link for me. Now, I tweeted when we were first linked to Ivan Tony and first the story emerged. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Um, there was interest from Arsenal in the player. But I thought it was an underwhelming link. That's how I described it. And I, I don't want to say I regret that tweet in any way. because you, you know, stand by what you're saying or... But maybe I was too quick to judge. I've been doing quite a bit of watching Dominic Solanke in the last couple of weeks and looking into his performances this season. And whilst I certainly think that he falls into the same kind of category for me as Tony and Watkins, I don't think it'd be fair actually to categorise him as like a player that's significantly below their level, um, especially when you look at some of his numbers. For instance, last, um, I think last season, um, or perhaps, no, is it last season? This season, sorry. He's managed 0.6 goal, non-penalty goals and assists per 90. Now, last season, Ivan Tony was 0.55. So that tells you something interesting about kind of how the goals he's producing this season. And if you like what you saw of Ivan Tony last season, well, from a goal contribution standpoint, Solanke's actually bettering what Tony did last season this season. That might come as a surprise to a lot of you. So I absolutely understand why some people are going to be underwhelmed, as I was by this link. But maybe it's not one that we should be so disparaging against immediately, if that makes sense. Uh, Ashley says, uh, what is the plan for Zinni at Anfield? Clive mentioned from 65 minute onwards is not mentally, physically switched on. Bring Kivior on early, rush Partey just for the 20 minutes play it right back, move everyone across. I think it depends on the scoreline, of course, Ashley. If we are happening to lead at Anfield and we go into the final 20 minutes of the game, certainly I would not be wanting Zinchenko holding the line uh, against Mohamed Salah. Um, there's an argument that maybe not even at all against Mohamed Salah next weekend. That Gabriel has got a massive, massive job on his hands when it comes to coping with what Mohamed Salah is going to bring to the team. Um, a lot of people ask why Kieran Tierney didn't get on the field quick enough last time. Well, actually, Kieran Tini nearly cost us the entire game when he came onto the field, ironically, at Anfield last season. So it's not as cut and dry as saying, well, Zinchenko's the worst possible option. I think Kivior is a better defender and offers better defensive security than what um, Zinchenko does, just from his nature of being a centre-half and his defensive numbers are also very decent too. I think you'd need to add an extra defender in. Yes, you technically would invite pressure, but it depends upon the scoreline. Uh, I also think we're a better team than we were last year. I also think having Declan Rice is a massive, massive boost that we didn't have last time out. Um, Partey's presence, I guess we will have to wait and see um, if indeed we we have that. So, yeah, let's let's see what happens. But I think it's going to be very exciting. 
um, the game on Saturday. I'm, and I'm excited to, to see what Arsenal are capable of, of doing. Um, let's go to Boss who says, if we were to go for Ozymen, uh, would our play style change and possibly cause problems next season? Did Man City's play style change when they brought in Erling Haaland? Yes. Did it cause problems? Maybe a bit at the start, but certainly they went on to win a treble. So you can't exactly suggest that the changing of a style because one player comes in is going to be such a detrimental impact to the side that it's not going to it's going to stop you from succeeding. Um, I think Ozymen is obviously a fantastic centre forward. I think that things would certainly adapt and change for him arriving. But it doesn't mean that Jesus leaves, remember, you know, and I think that maybe Ozymen himself would adapt and change and improve in his own ability and character by joining Arsenal and be expected to do more than perhaps he's doing at Napoli and that he had done previously at Lille. People always think about that it's the club that changes around the players they sign. But maybe we should be more open to the idea that actually, if we sign somebody like an Ozymen, maybe they should be the ones that also to a degree, have to change and be open and malleable to that change. So, yeah, I think there's certainly um, an argument there that there's change and adaptation on both sides of the river rather than just the one. Um, JKO says, uh, Tom, the excuse for some fans would be that they are supporters of the club rather than the players. I guess you might. I mean, excuse is a good word. If you're a supporter of the club, you support its players as well. And, and that means you don't cross a line. Anyone abusing players is simply not an Arsenal fan. It's just a matter of fact. Um, Hildegard says, how do you think someone like Antonio Nusa at Bruges uh, might fit or let him go to perhaps Chelsea? Nusa is a really exciting player, of course. Norwegian international as well. He falls into that trio of Haaland, Erdegaard and, and himself. Uh, very quick, um, exciting and Chelsea are interested. Arsenal have been mentioned in, in links to him as well. So I guess we'll have to wait and see whether or not that turns out to be a player that we are indeed interested in. Um, but he is an exciting player. He's an exciting talent. Um, but I don't know whether or not uh, we end up moving for him. But he's got that pace and speed and skill that I think we are looking for. So again, as we say, we'll have to wait and see. Right. Let's go to Alex who says, my family are all in Bournemouth. My dad said he'd be happy to see Solanke move to us. He's always said seeing any player move up uh, is what he's happy with. It's interesting, I suppose, you know, from the point of view of fans of different clubs, it's it's sad to see your players leave, but there is an inevitability about it for some clubs and seeing players move on to better, bigger and better things can be in some ways fulfilling from those points of view. I remember when I was, um, my dad is a massive Gillingham fan. And so when Matt Jarvis left Gillingham, went off to play for Wolves and eventually West Ham and then for England, he got a cap as well. It was a really amazing thing um, to see that happen. So I can understand that perspective and I think it certainly does make sense, but Maybe Bournemouth uh, should be a little bit, um, what's the word? Selfish. I mean, you look at Brighton. Brighton's a really good example of a club that have turned around and said no a number of times. They did it for Caicedo and McAllister for a while. Uh, they've done it with Matoma. They've signed him up to a new deal. Evan Ferguson. It comes to a point where Brighton can't just let every player go over and over and over again. Because if they want to compete and they want to challenge for European places like they did last season, then they also need to keep hold of players. You know, they can't just allow players to leave after season after season after season. Look at Aston Villa, for instance. You know, they're not going to want to lose Ollie Watkins or Douglas Louise, and they're going to be putting big, big price tags on those players to try and scare um, teams off. And they've already signed up Douglas Louise to a brand new deal like they did in 2022. I'm sure they're, I think they've just agreed a new deal with Ollie Watkins as well. So I think Brighton and, um, Aston Villa are good examples of what changes for teams at the same time. You look at Grealish leaving, Villa won't want to see that happen again. 
uh, and Jacob Jacob Ramsey is a good example of that, I think as well. I think Jacob Ramsey is um, in particular a good example of where they want to want to see another, um, you know, young player that's come through the academy leave either. Uh, let's go to boom, 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 boom. Daryl says Zinchenko guarantees the opposition a one-two clear goal opportunities every game. Now, look, defensively, Zinchenko has his flaws. That is what you come to accept when it comes to Zinchenko. The fact of the matter is, is that, um, the fa you know, the fact of the matter is that Zinchenko offers so much going forwards. The progression, the importance that he has in the team, the impact he has on the side, all of those things are outweighing the drawbacks of Zinchenko's game. Arsenal are a better team because Zinchenko is in it. Arsenal are a level above what they were with Kieran Tierney in the team since Zinchenko moved in. And that is evidenced by the fact that as soon as he arrived, all of a sudden Arsenal's dominance in games improved, our competitivity in games improved so that we finished in second place last season with Zinchenko at the absolute heart of last season's play. But yes, there are downsides. There are drawbacks. And Gabriel is tasked with a huge job in dealing with kind of mitigating those drawbacks as best that he possibly can. But it is worth pointing out that Zinchenko is not, I don't feel, the long-term future of that left-back position. Jurian Timber coming into this side is going to be very intriguing. Yes, he can play right-back, but he can also play left-back, as he has demonstrated, and where he started against Nottingham Forest as well, and in the community shield against Man City. So don't rule out the idea um, of, uh, of Zinchenko progressing to a stage where he actually gets succeeded by Jurian Timber. Um, Lee says, Tom, in hindsight, do you think that releasing Balogun in the summer was the correct decision or do you believe that he would have had a part to play in the current team? What are his stats now? Um, I mean, before I even look at the stats, I know he's done okay, you know, at Monaco um, from just being casually aware of what's gone on. He's currently got four goals in 13 games. He's got three assists. So seven goal contributions in 13 games. Very good. Um, maybe you want more goals um, in terms of a centre forward. But he's contributing. He's also scored, I think, and I think he's got a couple of penalties maybe in that. So I don't know if all of them are um, goals from, from open play. But we made the right decision in the summer. We got a huge amount of money for a player that was not going to be involved this season. And if you think about it, Eddie Nketiah, who I continue to tell you guys, has still delivered a goal, non-penalty goal, and assist ratio that is very similar, if not better to that, than Ivan Tony's was last season per start. And so for that reason, it's not going to be a situation whereby we end up regretting it. We want him to do well at Monaco because it means that we'll get more money with the uh, the clauses, the add-ons that are involved in that. And there's also a sell-on clause in that deal for Arsenal as well. If he was to move on to anybody else, then of course, Arsenal would be set to benefit with a sell-on clause that is involved in that deal. So no, I don't think, Lee, that we have any reason to regret um, Balogun's move to, to Monaco. And it was certainly the right decision for him, for Arsenal, and for the long-term future of both parties. Uh, let's let's go to uh, Benji says every ever since he got skinned by Trent, I stopped trusting him defensively. The moment he gets tired around the 60th minute, he becomes a huge liability and it's a ticking time bomb. I mean, he's not the only person to get skinned by Trent. So if you're going to not trust any player that gets skinned by Trent Alexander-Arnold, you're going to find yourself distrusting almost every player that he comes up against because he's very, very good. Um, the fact that it claims that he becomes a liability um, and it's a ticking time bomb 
simply not true. Um, you know, there's, there's situations where Arsenal need a goal uh, at the end of games and his build-up and his suffocation of the opposition by the way in which he pens the opposition into that. Their right-hand side, Arsenal's left-hand side, is so important to the way that we play. It's no surprise that we brought on Zinchenko for Kivior in that game against Luton. And it's no surprise that he was involved in the build-up for all of those attacks, which led to us ultimately scoring through Declan Rice. It was him who played the ball to Erdegaard in that space before he then crossed the ball to Declan Rice. He is really important to the way in which we build up play. But there is no point having a discussion about or trying to claim that he's perfect defensively. He's not. He makes mistakes and that there is drawbacks. But the, the positives outweigh the negatives by a quite significant amount. Um, Ty says, please remember everything people are saying about Zinni is what Liverpool fans are saying about Trent facing us. It's a really good point. You know, Trent Alexander-Arnold is one of the best players, not just players in his position, one of the most talented footballers in the Premier League. You know, I have a lot of time for Trent Alexander-Arnold as a footballer. I think he's got amazing ability. His, His execution of his passing is amongst the best in the world. But he always and continues to be focused on as a player that has liabilities and drawbacks defensively. And that is what Arsenal will be looking to exploit. And it's what Liverpool are trying, and Jurgen Klopp in particular, and perhaps Gareth Southgate too, they are trying to find if there is a way to nullify those drawbacks by moving him into midfield. Because if you move him into midfield, you're not going to isolate him in that right-back position, and so therefore he's going to be more influential to do the things that he can do. And Arsenal will need to be really wary of that when it comes to Anfield on Saturday. So... Loads to discuss when it comes to Trent and Zinchenko. There's definitely uh, there's definitely similarities between the two. Um, but I'm curious to see how that battle rages on Saturday. Uh, right, let's go to Jabu. Says, um, I know that we are good. I know that we are very good. But we might need to go counter-attack against Liverpool. Less risky and guaranteed win. Just a thought. It might change today. For me, I'm not... I'm not entirely sure that that's the right approach. I think the way in which we got our two-goal lead at Anfield last season was by being aggressive. It was by being threatening and on the front foot as much as we could. It was when we took our foot off the gas against Liverpool and allowed them back into the game that we found ourselves dropping those points. We can go 2-0 up against Liverpool this season, and I feel if we do that, we've got a great chance of winning because we've got players like Declan Rice, Saliba's a year older, um, Saliba's available. Saliba, of course, wasn't there for that game last season. I think it was Rob Holding that was involved in that game. So without question, having Rice, having Saliba... Um, Having these players is going to be... Having Kai Havertz, I think, is going to change things for us, you know, as well. Granite Xhaka, of course, was involved in that flare-up with Trent, which really did change the game. So I think there is a lot of scope to be very excited about what we might be able to do uh, at the weekend. There's suggestions that McAllister might not be fit. So that certainly will change things also. Um, so, yeah, let's let's see. Let's see. I think there's scope for some real excitement this weekend. There is over a thousand of you listening right now. Thank you so much for the support that you always bring to the channel. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe if you are new. I'm going to go now and sort out myself because I'm so ill. I can just tell it's building. But thank you. I'll see you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal.
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, (laughs) you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.